Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. A nativity scene is on display in the lobby of the State Capitol Building in Springfield, thanks in large part to the efforts of the Chicago-based Thomas More Society, a public interest law firm, and American Nativity Sing. Tom Brecka is president and chief counsel for the Thomas More Society. Mr. Brecka, along with the creche, the free exercise of religion is on display in the halls of state government. Absolutely, and Monty, it's not only a free exercise of religion, it's free speech in the sense that the religious message is as much free speech as is a political message. And that equivalency is the basis for our legal argument that uh, even the ACLU has to agree with. If you can stand on your soapbox and preach your politics, then legally you cannot attack the content of religious speech. You can stand on your soapbox and preach the gospel message. And the gospel message is overdue to be paid attention to in our politics, especially here in Illinois. Well, you have a goal of getting a nativity scene in every state capitol and in other public locations. How's it going? Well, we're making a lot of progress. Uh, As I say, the ACLU publicly said our uh, display here in Illinois was protected by the Constitution. They would not uh, contest it. The same thing happened in Texas, uh, where we've had a display in Austin, the state capitol now, for several years. Uh, We've got one in uh, Sacramento, California. Actually, there are two. The Knights of Columbus put one up on one side of the Capitol, and then a famous uh, pro-life leader there, Alvin Romberg, uh, puts one up after the Knights of Columbus take theirs down. (laughs) So we're looking uh, to put one up everywhere. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Albany, New York. We simply need volunteers uh, to sponsor and take care of the nativity, put it up, take it down, keep it over the, you know, the summer, the rest of the year, and uh, follow up annually. And then we recruit lawyers to uh, make the same arguments that were winning arguments we've made here in Illinois, Texas, Georgia, Missouri. We've got Iowa, Nebraska. I could go on. We've got about 16 to 17 or 18 of them, and uh, we're working on the rest of the states. Well, if folks would like to get involved with the effort to uh, bring nativity scenes all across America, what should they do? Well, they should contact uh, the American Nativity Scene. Uh, It's online. If you Google it, you'll find them. Those folks have an anonymous donor. Uh, who will actually provide a free nativity scene uh, to anybody willing to take up the burdens of sponsorship. And it'll be sent uh, shipped free of charge. They've got to get somebody to build a stable. Uh, It's considered an honor by many carpenter, Christian carpenters. So that shouldn't be too hard. But uh, frankly, uh, we would be doing much better if we had more time to devote to simply doing the legwork and the more other people can help in this project the sooner we'll get it done. What impact do you think the nativity display has on state lawmakers here in Springfield as they pass by it? 
Well, I think uh, it makes a point, Monty. Number one, it leaps that hurdle that so many people have the misunderstanding that religion is somehow verboten or alien to our politics. Uh, indeed, the country was founded on religious values. Uh, the Judeo-Christian uh, belief, set of beliefs, fundamental truths in the Bible are at the core, I think, of our national heritage. And it's a good uh, for them to see that as a reminder. It's good for them to know that the people who still say that religion is somehow out of bounds here, that they're wrong. And that the ACLU, I don't mean to give them too much credit, but you know, even they agree with us. If you can preach your politics, you can preach your religious beliefs. And indeed, religious beliefs should be heeded more in our politics. It's the whole idea of selflessness selfless sacrifice. Uh, you know, God loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son to us to redeem us. That kind of selflessness is utterly absent uh, much too often from our politics. It's a message that uh, should be heard, should be heeded, and I think our state and nation would be much better off if that were the case. In a divided nation, that could be a unifying message. Well, it should be. Uh, it's been, it certainly was back uh, in, seven, in 1776. And, you know, uh, I don't think fundamentally as a American people that we've changed, at least the hardy remnant here has not changed. And we need, we have to fight for those truths again, just like the colonists had to fight uh, the old guard in Europe. Uh, we've got to fight. It's a different fight now, but we've got to keep that fight going on now as never, as before, I should say. And if we don't exercise the free exercise of religion in the public square, we could lose that right. Well, that's absolutely right. As, as Again, it's not just free exercise, which sometimes people think of as worshiping in church. It's free speech, which is out in the public square, where those who are not people of faith can hear and, we hope, heed our message. But I think the folks, uh, have to, uh, Christians, have to realize that there is a lot of secular uh, significance bound up with the Christian message. The nativity scene behind us is a fountainhead of values that we invoke, but we don't really think of them as religious. Equality, uh, all men are created equal in the Declaration of Independence. Well, that's a religious, that comes from Christianity, rich or poor, we all are equal in the eyes of God and Christ our Savior. Uh, he was born in a stable in swaddling clothes. Shepherds, animals came uh, to pay heed to him, as did kings. What a wonderful uh, celebration and proclamation of fundamental American values, as well as at the heart of our Christian faith. A timeless message for today and the future. Absolutely, Monty, absolutely. And I know we do, we rehearse these truths uh, this time of year annually, but we need to uh, not take them for granted, not treat them as pedestrian or cavalier or simply seasonal. I mean, yes, we do a lot of gift giving and a lot of materialism at Christmas, but that core message is here as powerful now as it always has been. Democrats will have super majorities in the Illinois House and Senate, will have a Democratic governor. Does that put religious freedom at risk here in Illinois, let's say the nativity display even? 
Well, I, as long as the ACLU is agreeing with us, I think the nativity display is pretty secure. If they attack us, we'll counterattack aggressively. On the other hand, uh, I think the supermajorities that we anticipate, uh, owing to the unfortunate vote that occurred last November, you know, I think you have a good point there, Monty. I think we're going to be embattled. Uh, I think uh, we're going to fight hard. I think we may lose a few of these battles. They're going to go after the Religious Freedom uh, Protection Act in Illinois. They're going to go after parental notice uh, for abortion in Illinois. And, you know, they may overreach. Uh, I'm not conceding any of those battles, but if we do lose them, it's important for people not to lose hope. You know, in the case that got me involved in pro-life legal work, now versus Scheidler, we had three Supreme Court decisions. The first one was against us, and it was rather devastating. It was nine to nothing. Uh, it's not that they didn't like what Joe Scheidler and pro-lifers were advocating. It's simply that the legal theory that prevailed, they disapproved of. They overturned it. Even Scalia was against it. But, you know, I often think if we hadn't lost that first Supreme Court appeal so decisively, we may never have been in a position to win the next two. Eight to one in 2003, eight to nothing after Justice O'Connor retired in 2006. Uh, why? The other side got arrogant. They overplayed their hand. They got greedy. They, uh, I think, went too far in the wrong direction, and uh, that resulted in this decisive turnabout. Uh, we may see the same thing in politics now. Okay, we lost this last election for reasons other people can opine about, but, you know, uh, if bad things happen, we should not lose heart. We should hang in there and call the shots as we see them. You know, our state of Illinois is on a financial uh, precipice here, and uh, if they push it over into chaos, uh, imagine, I think there'll be a great uh, resurgence of sensible views, and even in our Illinois politics, that's what we've got to hang in there. Make the argument, make it often, make it loud, make it eloquent. I think uh, we can still turn this thing around. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation with Tom Brecka with the Thomas More Society after this. Your end-of-year support is vital for the work of the Illinois Family Institute. Hi, I'm Kathy Valenti. Your donation will help IFI protect life as well as advance family values and religious liberty in Illinois. And thanks to a generous challenge, all donations will be matched dollar for dollar up to $100,000 through December 31st. So please act today and have your gift to IFI double. Remember the matching challenge runs through December 31st. All donations to the Illinois Family Institute are tax deductible. To give, please call 708-781-9328, 708-781-9328, or visit IllinoisFamily.org. This is Dan Proft with 60 Seconds of Sanity for Upstream-Ideas.com. Lots of people would have told you to abort that baby. You didn't do that. I know that was hard. I want you to know that no matter what, I know that you always did the best you knew how to do, and look how it turned out. 
Those are the touching words Oprah Winfrey used to say goodbye to her mother who passed away on Thanksgiving Day this year. Look how it turned out indeed. Vernita Lee's daughter is now a billionaire, instantly identified the world over by the mere utterance of her first name. Oprah may not preach what her mom practiced, but thankfully more Americans are choosing Vernita Lee's example over her daughter's. In the last decade, abortions in the United States have declined 25%, according to the CDC. Even as secular humanism has poisoned so many American institutions, sacred and civic, prayer warriors, Planned Parenthood defectors, and the pregnancy centers who tend to families in crisis are winning hearts and minds. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, we should also celebrate that the culture of life is beating back cultural Marxism. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here, joined by Tom Brecca with the Thomas More Society. The Thomas More Society, a public interest law firm. What kinds of things are you guys involved with? Oh, Monty, we're all over the, the board and all over the country. Um, it's a growth industry uh, <laughs> in the sense the challenges continue to mount and uh, we're able to meet more and more of them. I hope uh, more than adequately. We've got some wonderful new young lawyers helping us out. A young lady who uh, founded the uh, Yale Law Students for Life group and then went on to clerk for a certain uh, judge on the D.C. Circuit named uh, Kavanaugh. And uh, Sarah Pitlick from St. Louis, and she's been going around the country barnstorming, uh, telling people what a wonderful fellow uh, Kavanaugh was to work for and how he helped her as a young woman, uh, and now she's a mother of four and doing wonderful work. Uh, we're in New York fighting the Attorney General, the successor to Mr. Schneiderman, who uh, was a, a target of the Me Too movement, you know, he had to resign. Barbara Underwood took over, and she's carrying on his legacy in the legal field, trying to suppress sidewalk counselors in uh, Queens, New York, uh, good people of the Church on the Rock. Well, let me ask you about sidewalk counselors and their efforts to counsel women outside abortion clinics. We have this bubble zone case in the city of Chicago. Where are we with that? Well, we're uh, in limbo, and we hope it'll prove fruitful. The case was argued a year ago in February. We've attacked the constitutionality of that bubble zone in light of Supreme Court decisions that have come down since a decision called Hill versus Colorado, which supported uh, the idea of a bubble zone. And we think the subsubsequent uh, jurisprudence of the Supreme Court, and this is before Gorsuch and Kavanaugh were confirmed, even without them, the underpinnings of that uh, Hill-Colorado decision, we think, have been uh, pretty much obliterated. So we think now they're ripe to overturn it. Whether the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals in Chicago will agree with us <laughs> remains to be seen. If they disagree with us, we're going to take the matter up to the Supreme Court. And we're fighting a lot of this uh, suppression of religious speech uh, and pro-life speech. Why are they trying to suppress it? Because it's powerful, persuasive, convincing, and it's having an impact. More and more young women, moms, are choosing life for their infants. The other side is worried. Maybe they're winning an election or two, but they're worried, and the tide is turning, I think, in our favor. We've got to exploit it, press it. Abortion numbers are going up in Illinois, due in large part to the law known as House Bill 40, taxpayer-funded abortions. What is the Thomas More Society doing to counter 
House Bill 40. Well, we have a lawsuit, and it's not been uh, successful so far uh, attacking uh, HB 40, that is the public financing of abortion on demand here in our home state of Illinois. But we've been appealing uh, adverse decisions aggressively, and we're now about to file a petition for the Illinois Supreme Court to hear the case. Uh, we think, uh, you know, the odds, they say, are always against us, but it doesn't deter us in the slightest. We think it's uh, past time for them to uh, give effect to what have been a couple of dead-letter provisions in the Illinois Constitution that we think prohibit uh, HB 40 and uh, render it illegal. I predict that they're going to take the case and we're going to win it. And then there's the matter of uh, the abortion referral law that's uh, been held up in the courts. Yes. Here again, uh, where are we with that uh, legislation? Well, there are decisions that are under advisement. The courts, uh, frankly, in my view, <laughs> is simply speculation. I don't have uh, inside information, obviously, but we think uh, maybe there has been some hesitancy in ruling People are holding their finger to the wind to see which direction the wind is blowing. I think the confirmation of Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh may help uh, break that logjam, and we may see some favorable rulings coming down. I want to delve into a couple things you brought up. Congress, apparently, with uh, Democrats in control of the House, U.S. House, will try to gut the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Why is that act so important, and how big is the threat? Well, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act has been a pillar of our pro-life uh, and religious liberty jurisprudence for a generation. And it came to a head, for example, in the Hobby Lobby case. Now, as far as people on our side were concerned, Hobby Lobby the case that attacked the religious uh, suppression in the Obamacare uh, law, that should have been resolved on First Amendment grounds, on constitutional grounds, but it wasn't. It was resolved on a lesser ground based on the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And we don't want to lose that pillar. And I would hope and pray that whatever the Democrat-controlled Congress does, the Republican-controlled Senate will be a bastion of resistance, will be in the resistance on this one, and of course, as also President Trump with his veto power. So uh, I think the dangers are much greater here in our state politics in Illinois than they are in the national scene. So when you say that, the state danger, uh, I would imagine the, the, one of the big dangers right now before us would be trying to water down uh, Illinois' what, lone pro-life legislation, uh, the Parental Notice of Abortion Act? Well, they fought uh, successfully to keep that uh, bill from going into effect, uh, even though it had been signed into law, because the Illinois, first the Illinois Supreme Court would not uh, issue rules that were necessary to pass constitutional muster with the federal courts. Finally, we prevailed on them to issue those rules, and then they filed a lawsuit to stop the notice going into effect, uh, and that held it up another three or four years. And we finally prevailed, and that law has been in effect now for, what is it, three, four, five years, I've lost track, but... Uh, it's making an impact. Oh, it is making an impact, and, uh, you know, and yet uh, maybe uh, it could be enforced more aggressively. Uh, you know, they allow bypasses 
under those Illinois Supreme Court rules. And we don't uh, have the opportunity to participate in those bypass hearings. And we think what they've done is find uh, judges who will give them a rubber stamp. Uh, but still, the figures are showing a lot of less young women uh, having abortions in Illinois than before. A lot of the out-of-state uh, people come in here, though, even with our parental notice law, because they are trying to avoid consent laws, which other states have passed. And, uh, for example, you know, they built Planned Parenthood, a huge new uh, mega abortion clinic in Flossmore. And Flossmore happens to be situated conveniently to the Illinois border. So they're trying to lure young uh, women and couples from Indiana to come and patronize our estate. And if they can get rid of that parental notice law and otherwise reduce the barriers to abortion, not as strong as we would like, but still they are a barrier, if they can get rid of them, why uh, this will be indeed the abortion capital of the broader Midwest, if not the country, and uh, another New York, you know. What do folks need to do to help protect Illinois' Parental Notice of Abortion Act? Well, I think they've got to contact their legislators and let their views be known, uh, again, loudly, often, powerfully, but they've also got to talk to their neighbors to see that other people are aware of these issues. You know, family values count uh, for a great deal among people who may not agree with us on abortion uh, as a general issue throughout the body politic. But on the other hand, when you invade a family and uh, expose your daughter to serious invasive surgery without mom or dad even knowing about it, and encouraging the daughter to not tell the mom or dad and kind of render Planned Parenthood as a uh, stand-in parent. I mean, that, that alarms people. That's why parental notice laws are so widely supported. And I think we've got to tap into that support and make sure that uh, people are aware that this goes against something that's very, very uh, highly cherished in Illinois, which is family integrity. What do folks need to do also about uh, protecting the Religious Freedom Restoration Act? Well, it may be a little more complicated because it sounds technical, but again, I think we've got to publicize it. We at Thomas More Society should do a better job of that. The Illinois Family Institute is wonderful, but you know, our focus, uh, we spend too much time in San Francisco defending David Delighton and his undercover videos. We've got to pay attention to what's happening uh, here at home and uh, you know, our young, uh, my young colleague, Peter Breen, lost his election, unfortunately, the Republican floor leader, no less. But we may set up a political arm uh, so he, too, can join forces with uh, all the people working down in Springfield and in the public at large to not just campaign for office during the election season, but we need to beat the drum, I think, over 12 months a year, 24-7 so to speak. Yes, we have a lot of lawyering to do, but there's a lot of politicking to be done, too. We're hearing that lawmakers here in Illinois could be uh, open to the idea of assisted suicide and euthanasia coming to Illinois. What will the Thomas More Society do to fight that? Uh, if that happens, we'll be ready to fight back, and we probably should do some preventive publicity about the issue because 
We're going to find out that uh, mom or dad uh, or grandmother or grandfather, and I'm in that category now, you know, I think that uh, people ought to be aware of the issues, uh, be aware that there are a lot of folks who talk about compassion and uh, helping, and by that they mean killing. It's a stark, uh, ugly truth, but I think it's one we have to face up to. And there's one thing about pain relief, but there's another thing about putting someone to death. And uh, it's not always Jack Kevorkian, uh, somebody that is well known, who's advocating uh, suffocation or other ways of getting rid of uh, relatives. Just saying those words, it's uh, shocks, it's shocking. But that's going on now. It's going on in a lot of nursing homes, rest homes, so-called final resting places for the terminally ill. Uh, we need to fight uh, for the right to life and understand that it's not an absolute. I mean, there are ways to administer pain relief to someone in desperate straits, but to do so in a way that respects their ultimate right to life and uh, whether someone lives or dies should be up to God and nobody else. Thank you so much. Tom Brecka. Uh, Mr. Brecka, what can people do to help out the Thomas More Society connect with uh, Thomas More Society? Well, we have a website, uh, Monty. We're getting better at letting people know <laughs> where we are, how to find us. Uh, Thomas More, with one O, M-O-R-E, society.org. We're based uh, in Chicago, and we have a co-headquarters now in Omaha. And, uh, you know, but all groups need help, including Illinois Family Institute. We're all in this work together. It's not that there are too many Christian groups out there. They're not enough. Uh, whatever we've done so far is a drop in the bucket compared to what needs to be done. We need a new enlightenment, a new uh, awakening, and uh, it should be shared by all Christians and all people of goodwill. Thank you so much. Tom Brecka with the Thomas More Society here on Illinois Family Spotlight. If you'd like to help out the Illinois Family Institute, go to our website, IllinoisFamily.org. Give us a call at 708 781 9328. By the way, if you want to contact your lawmakers on some of the legislation mentioned, call 217-782-2000, and that will get you uh, connected to the state capitol switchboard. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.